in the place, you're in the spot. Rave City Jerks coming in hot. Jay and Jack, gonna spit it on ya. Vampire blood, now what you gonna do? Drink it down, drink it, drink it down. Become immortal, like a circus clown. So you can listen to this podcast forever. Because you're an immortal now, because you drink vampire blood. Rave City! Ow, my leg. We're back. Rain City Jerks. I think my leg's okay. Good. Yeah. Hey, uh, I just want to take a moment and say thank you for listening. But please like and subscribe this podcast. Jay and I uh, want your validation. We want you to share this. Tag us in a post. Tell your friends. If you have someone in your life who want, is always talking about podcasts, tell them about this one. Uh, this podcast is now my sole source of income, so I'm not doing great. Yeah, you I'm doing please... fantastic. I'm shorting Jay massively on our intake, but... Uh, wow. The whole, like, $3.95 that we've made. Yeah, we're up to 150 Holding out on me. About $158 in podcast revenue. Wow. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not good. And uh, this week, we were with another... Club comedy door guy, uh, Zach Fisher. Zach with an X. Thanks for having me, guys. Glad to be here. Glad to be on the door crew now. Yeah? Yeah. Do, do you like it? Yeah, I mean, it's been good so far, you know? It's cool getting to see some of the headliners. and It's a tough you know, job, huh? It's it's not too bad. It's not too bad. No, yeah. no, it's not too bad. <laughs> do a lot of standing around. Yeah, a lot of standing around. What do you get for food? Talk more into the what tent, do I, like get get closer. What do I get for food? Yeah. I've been uh, trying out the different mac and cheese that they have on the menu. Okay, it's not yeah. a bad choice. You know, I'm always stoned though, and yesterday like at I, the job or just always in general. In general, okay. And yesterday I went probably five or six hours without smoking at all. Oh my god! And so I was yeah, yeah I was more How did sober. You survive? It was difficult, and I got to say, the mac and cheese was harder to finish when I was not as stoned as normal. Yeah. Yeah. Because but, you weren't as hungry or because it didn't taste as good? A little bit of both. I mean, it, you know, it's normally like a real treat. What variety do you like the best? Uh, probably the bacon, you know? Bacon yeah, mac. I've done the pulled pork now. I've done the bacon, but I like, I like the bacon. What about a bacon pulled pork? I haven't done the combo yet. Do like a suicide where it's just every... Yeah meat product on the mac and cheese. That sounds great. Call honestly. it the Zach Mac attack. Wow. Blowing my mind over It's actually here. a heart attack, not a Zach Mac attack, but <laughs> one is the same. I, I am, I'm like a huge uh, proponent, <laughs> fucking advocate of that Annie's mac and cheese. Sure. You know, I've been eating that my whole life. And I remember in the... Wow, bougie. Yeah, no, that stuff's like, I have no money. I can live off mac and cheese for a while. Yeah. You know, and I've got two boxes of it of the gluten-free stuff in my cupboard right now. It's a great fallback. You have some in the cupboard like when shit goes down, that's what you eat, right? So when COVID hit, you know, it's like I'm going back to the mac, you know? And I was hitting that stuff hard and it was like that time when you're taking all the extra precautions like really early on when you're like wiping down shit and like, you know, we didn't know what COVID was. So I didn't wipe like, down anything. Yeah, well, I was like, there was like a week or two where like my mom's like calling. She's like, you got to fucking wipe down all the stuff. I'm sending you cleaning products that are going to kill COVID. And we're like, is it that serious? Like, we didn't know, you know, and uh, 
it wasn't that serious. But then, then it came out that the mac and cheese, the Annie's mac, like it causes cancer. Mm. And I'm like, what if? In Wait, taking where did all that these... come out? Like, who? What news source dropped the hot dime on Annie's mac? I don't remember. It was years ago. Okay. I, yeah, I don't know the source on that, but it, it's it dropped. And it how was... bad a cancer? I don't know. Like pretty bad. Pretty bad. Yeah, they're like, this is gonna kill you. And I'm like, how funny would it be? Like, if what's in the midst different of about all their this... mac and cheese that gives you cancer? Maybe the other ones do too. I mean, people I don't have been know. eating Velveeta since the '50s, and they're still going. Yeah, I don't know. I thought I Annie's s- was supposed to be the good organic one. It's got that rabbit on it. Well, that's what's so funny. I trust that rabbit. Exactly. My yeah. family was so like, per- like, like, just uh, like anal about making yeah. sure I ate healthy. And, like, the mac and cheese was, like, the thing that was, like, you know, it's not really healthy, but I could still, like, yeah. eat, could talk them into it because it was the Annie's Mac. Sure. You know, so, like, the irony, if that would be the thing that came back to kill me after all this time, I thought I thought right. it would be quite There funny. you are, like, wiping down individual noodles before you eat it. Yeah. doesn't even matter. doesn't even matter. doesn't even end. matter. You're going to get a testicular tumor Some, the shape of that rabbit. Something's going to get me. Exactly. You're going to get, a, like, a tumor that just fills up with mac and cheese oh like mac and cheese pu- like pusses yeah. out yeah when you just fucking it. lance it over a bowl of fettuccine oh, that could happen that could be my future <laughs> yeah that's you see your... those japanese omelets where they lay them on top of the rice and then they cut them and they like they look really gross to be honest i don't know why people love them so much but they're like that custardy scrambled yeah. egg on the inside and like a loose omelet on the outside and they cut it and looks like a hentai omelet. Yeah. Food that's a show is fantastic. You know, like anything that they set on fire, they bring to your table and cut up like or kill the chicken in you front like of you or whatever. Stuff? I love it. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I'll where pay. Where are you on hibachi? Is that where they do the whole flipping stuff in yeah, front yeah. of you? Yeah, I, I went once. It was a great time. Okay. Yeah. Was... Did you catch the shrimp in your mouth? Uh I think I tried. I don't know. I can't remember if I succeeded or not. All right, well, I'll flip a shrimp in your mouth. Who do you think does if you if you miss the shrimp, who is that on? The flipper or the flippy? It depends. Probably probably the person catching it. Yeah. Those chefs are professionals, man. Right. They went to school for that. You have to do a test before they put you on the hibachi. Yeah. A flimp shrimping accuracy test. I watched this on YouTube. Uh and yeah, they got those like ski ball games, you know what I mean, with the different rings and points, and yeah. you got to get five shrimp in the smallest ring in the middle. Yeah. Wow. If, Otherwise, you do, if, if you fail, they take your family to a concentration camp and put a bullet in the back of their head. Then they send you a bill the for the ones. bullets. And those are the lucky yeah. ones. That's what makes it good, you know? That's... Dedication to the craft. Yeah. 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 It's like cruelty breeds culinary excellence. That's why Chick-fil-A is so good. That's what Gordon Ramsay's all about. That's why veal is so good. Yeah, it's great. Man, I want a, I want a pate from a goose that only eats veal. Oof. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Sounds delicious. But you massage the goose, so it's like a Wagyu goose that only eats... Yeah. Yeah. And then you put it on a Ritz cracker. <laughs> God's cracker. <laughs> They're buttery. They're fucking savory as hell. Great. Zach, you used to be a flat earther. Tell me more about that. Yep, I had, I had a period. Can you talk a little bit louder? Yeah, am I being too okay. quiet? All right. You're being a little quiet. Watching like, those levels. Deep throat the mic, basically. <laughs> okay, deep throating the you, mic. You see, you oh, see oh, where oh, I am? Oh. That's where you want to be. Okay, okay, okay. That better? That's better. Okay. That's all right. Jack didn't use that as a condom before. Okay. He, all, he never uses condoms, so it's fine. Yeah, so the flat earth thing started with... Uh, <laughs> 
with the Joe Rogan experience because they had on Eddie Bravo. Sure, love him. Love yeah, him. and he did like a whole segment on the flat Earth, and I was just like open-minded enough to go down that rabbit hole at sure. the time. Like I've always, I've always loved uh, like ambiguity between like what's real and what's not. I've always loved going down those rabbit holes and entertaining that stuff. And I mean, what do you want to know? You know, like I, I went through it for a did, while. Did you actually believe that the earth was flat? Yeah. What specifically got you going? So what they do is like the way it works is they propose like an alternative model, like yeah. a, an alternate set of physics that would apply to the flat earth world. And you don't know anything about physics enough to be like, that's not right. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the thing is they really like, they, they really appeal to like what you didn't learn. So like, it all starts from like, they're like, can you think about in school? Did they ever like tell you how, you know, the earth is round or did, did you, did they just tell you it's round? You know, it's like, yeah. how do you know it's round? And I started thinking about it and I'm like, how do I know it's well, round? How do we know it's round? Yeah, so there's all sorts of like that's that's the thing, and there's a bunch of ways to test it. Right, the but light a, dropping and stuff. Yeah, a lot of them are like you need more resources than the average person has. Sure, right. and so it makes it less accessible if you don't trust any sen- any type of authority or any type of expert or anything, you know. And you're like, what do I have access to? What test can I run? And so what I ended up having to do was go to a physicist friend of mine. And be like, help me figure out if the Earth is flat or not. And he, we built you in the face. (laughs) No, he was very understanding. He had a lot of fun trying to live up to the challenge. And what ultimately did it was building a pendulum, Mm -hmm. uh, which we had to build one because, like in the flat Earth mythology, they say that all the ones in museums and stuff have motors in them. And that's true because they don't want people constantly having to like re like yeah, yeah. do it. And so like it just feeds into that like conspiracy mindset. And so I had to build one myself so I know the motor wasn't there. And how big was it? Uh we did it at an apartment building down in the international district and we started up on like the third floor. We tied the top of it to a rail on the staircase and fed it down the stairs to the bottom on the first floor. And we set up a, uh, was it a deck of cards maybe or something like that, you know, and, and I got to be the one to move the the string. Do you guys know how a pendulum works? Have you run this experiment before? I've never run this experiment. I mean, I It just of... goes back and forth, right? So it goes back and forth, um, but over time, it... There's, sand it, under there's it. A, it will always start to move in a direction, the same direction every mm-hmm. time because the earth is rotating underneath it ah. is what's happening. And it, it's like, it takes a minute to like wrap your head around it and actually building the experiment really helped me like understand why that worked. And what that did was it didn't even really prove that necessarily the earth is round, but what it did is it broke the model for the flat earth because mm-hmm. they didn't have an explanation for that, for yeah. that piece of physics and so only the round earth model worked for that man wait, why a can't pendulum the, going back and forth that's pretty advanced stuff wait 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 why can't the, <laughs> why can't a flat disc spin they just don't have that they just say that it doesn't you know so that's the thing like it oh. like they they just say it's a motor they just don't like they just won't acknowledge that that 
happens you know so like it's just not built into their model at all they don't expect you to run the experiment interesting yeah it's it's like a big gaslight (laughs) really it so i mean it was interesting and in a lot of ways like going through that prepared me for like then all like the QAnon like conspiracyism that then like took over like at least like a lot of my friends and stuff were getting like really into that stuff coming from like the hippie guru like health guru kind of side of things like were they, they get also in... flat earthers at the time no but it's like a very similar mindset because it all stems from that like distrust of institutions sure, sure. and so like once you start to like pick out the patterns of like that type of thinking and like once you kind of deconstruct it once you can kind of apply that in other situations i guess yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was a trip and like, I was very confused during that time. I would like look at the sun and like think about it not being going around the world, but just moving further away. And like when you just sit there thinking about it and you're, you know, stoned or sometimes on psychedelics and you're sure. like doing this and like picturing it, it's a really intense experience, <laughs> honestly. So the, wait, the sun just went, got smaller? Yeah. So it's like the but sun is just... Move? in the same way like is on a track or something it's like on a track or something it's like a light going over a field like it's been so many years and i at this point i ever since i like found an answer for myself i've been able to let go of a lot of like the the details of the flat earth mythology that at one point i obsessed over you know there's different schools in it though right like which school were you were you a firmament guy or were you ice wall guy I was an ice wall guy. Did you have a? Did you th- believe the firmament also? The the firmament the dome. Over oh, the, the dome. No, I mean not. I I didn't really have a reason to believe in the dome, but like maybe like I I was a lot of it is just like like being like I don't know. Yeah, you know. So like a lot of it is just a relentless asking of questions without re- really any interest in finding the answer. A lot of the time, you know. I mean, being on a rock flying through space is not any less strange than being on a flat Earth. You know what I mean? Like, they're both pretty impossibly weird things to be experiencing. Yeah, well, and, like, one of the things that happens when you start going down the the flat Earth rabbit hole is you end up realizing, like, a lot of it is tied into religion, too. Like, a lot of it, like, ties into, like, this, like, Adam and Eve kind of, like, mythology of, like, the Earth and, like... It's like kind of becomes like an allegory for faith, and like it's it like as somebody who's not particularly religious, like that part of it, I was always kind of like wrestling with. Where I'm like, I don't buy into that, but maybe they're right about questioning everything, mm-hmm. you know? Did you ever go to any conventions or anything? No, I saw some. I remember seeing when I was like in the midst of the flat Earth thing, going to Folk Life, and there were some people carrying around like a big flat like flat earth like poster like poster board trying to convert people and i remember being like i get you guys you like we're on the same page (laughs) that was as close as i got to a convention uh maybe my last question what did you have an opinion on what was beyond the ice wall was it infinite land or did it what was what was on the other side i really loved the idea of like not knowing or like it being like a like the uh the new america like the the whole like undiscovered land you know like a journey to the center of the earth thing like i think it'd make a great movie you know is like you go you send a team over the ice wall they find out that the the earth was flat and there's this whole undiscovered landscape and all these resources and they a new society wow, gets to be built mindset 
Yeah, I guess <laughs> I guess that is there. Oh man. Uh how got, old were you when you were into this flat earth business? It wasn't that long ago. I mean it was in okay. my twenties. In your twenties. Um, like it was probably how old like are you know? I I'm thirty now. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like so, last year. Uh not quite, but like it was must have been like it was around twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. Okay. Yeah, it was like early on in dating my girlfriend, so like that was something she like she's listed it as like one of my top most annoying phases, but maybe not the top one. <laughs> What's the top one? Stand-up I don't know. Comedy. We'd have to ask her. Maybe yeah. stand up comedy. Top there. annoying. I mean, she hasn't been in, in as outrageous of phases. I really get into stuff. Like I just like find stuff and obsess on it, and okay. like like some, autism. Maybe. Some, so like what some kind of thing? Of so you you flat Earth. Flat uh, Earth was one. I mean, I got just really conspiracy in, theories in general, or just flat Earth. Both. I mean, I was really into conspiracy for a long time. I, was, I mean, my I was, whole life. My early twenties, I was like. I got to the point where I like I just got to the point of being like I can't prove any of this and I don't know and I still have to go to work on Monday so I'm going to just not think about chemtrails and like the Dulce alien wars and everything else because it has no real bearing on my life. Yeah, it, I think there's definitely been a point recently where it's like healthier to like just like take cuz I do think like it forms bad thinking habits. But like I, I've always loved the idea. Like this is the same reason I used to do magic. Cause I love the idea of making people like question what they know or like the question that yeah. like limits of what we know. And conspiracy is kind of like an, a shortcut to being able to do that, you know. Um, so yeah, I grew up loving that kind of stuff for sure. But okay, try to wane off it now, because then like then I got really into like skepticism for a while, whereas sure. like I really just would need to know the truth. Like I, my parents always bring up this story when I was little, where they were like telling me that the jackalope was real. Sure, you know. And when I found out that the jackalope wasn't real, like that was my finding out Santa wasn't real moment. Like I got so pissed at my parents for lying to me about the jackalope because I was just trying to figure out what was real. And I'm like, what animals are real and which ones aren't? And like, I'm like, why are you just making up animals? You know. <laughs> um, so like, I went through a big skeptic phase, but then I was like, it's funny you're wearing a Loch Ness monster T-shirt right now. Yeah, it's it's been a constant like this this grappling with stuff. When I was a in like fourth grade, we were doing an endangered species report in school, and I did a report on the Loch Ness monster. Um, I did another report too on like a real animal. I sure. think I did it on like a platypus, you know, because it still felt made up, you know. But I also did an additional report on the Loch Ness monster, and I turned it in like, and I was so proud of that report. And then my teacher like didn't give me any points and just gave it back to me. He was like, I'm not taking this. Like the teacher's like, I'm not doing extra work for a made up animal. Basically um, wow, way to foster a young mind. I got so, I took it so personally and I, I got so pissed about that. And yeah. So like, it's just been this constant thread between like, I guess searching for magic, you know, and yeah, then being well. mad when I don't find it, but also like enjoying that journey of when I'm lost looking for or when i think it might be there for a minute you know before and so yeah bigfoot big uh real or fake i mean i guess recently i'm more on the skeptical side okay but my mom is like number one bigfoot fan she's a wildlife photographer she's convinced she's had an auditory encounter with bigfoot she's like okay hardcore for for our listeners zach's mom lives in the the 
Northern California hills, right? In of, the Redwoods, yeah. yeah. My first job was working at a tourist shop called The Legend of Bigfoot. And people would stop in to buy Bigfoot prop like shit and people would always ask me like D- have you have you met bigfoot so like a big part of that job was just making up stories like making up mm. bigfoot encounters and being like oh yeah like i was going to, behind my friend's house we were playing tag and like we saw this what looked like a naked hairy guy running around like just making up different bigfoot stories for everyone to pass through guy yeah time. probably yeah. you know <laughs> my friend's dad was very hairy if you sold a shirt that said i sucked bigfoot's dick you would have been a millionaire People would have bought those hand over fist. You think so? Yeah. You could do it. Now the market's too oversaturated. That could be your merch. That shirt already exists now. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I'm not at a Bigfoot spot. You know what I mean? I'd have to write a Bigfoot joke or something. I've always thought, hopefully my mom doesn't listen to this because I don't want to spoil this prank, but I've always... I'm going to tag her in it. (laughs) She'll probably find it if it's on Facebook, but I've always thought it would be fun because she does the wildlife photography to like go down in a bigfoot suit and not tell her i'm there and like go stalk out in the woods <laughs> yeah that's true Nah, you got to dress up like the yeti then people will know that you're like hey you're in the wrong biome. but you're still but you're a skeptic on the bigfoot you, you i think i'm a skeptic at this point i mean i grew up in the bigfoot territory like i sure you know like i've heard all you the stories you were already there yeah like uh, I heard a thing where people were talking about getting like drones with like infrared cameras on them or not drones, but like, I guess drones in a different sense, but like essentially like blimps with a bunch of cameras on them and fly them over deep wood national parks. That way, like you're not disturbing them with like sound. You know what I mean? They're just like these things floating in the sky and just like IR scan the woods and see what you find. That's how they look for the pot farms already. With the balloons? Sometimes, yeah. Okay. Or helicopters. Yeah. Balloons are probably better for sk- not scaring off the wildlife. Yeah. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. now we're afraid of Chinese balloons. Yeah, you think so, they're just trying China to find was Bigfoot? For Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're basically Bigfoot compared. Like, you, you would be Bigfoot to a Chinese person, Zach. I'm not that hairy. I'm not but sure about that. I am big. My feet are large. Yeah. What size? <sighs> 13, 14, depending on the shoes. Pretty yeah. Big. Man, I got this. This is too, too much information, but I got this foot wart thing I'm going through right now. Oh, that's gross. Yeah, it's so gross. Planners are on the top. Planners. Oof. Yeah, so I'm like having to do Heel this or like. Ball. Uh, what's that? Heel or ball? Both. Both. Gross. Both. Gross. I have them in. Four different spots on one What'd foot. What'd you do? How'd you get that? I just, they just fucking started a, a while ago. Yeah, I know. It's, it's fucking, so I'm, I'm going through, I'm putting the medication on right now, but the medication just like slowly like kills your skin at like a rate that like the skin underneath it can grow. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Does it like run in your family? No, I don't think so. Ah, okay. Yeah, not that I know of. My family had no idea what it was. My mom had them when I was a kid for a little while. I think you can get them from walking around barefoot a lot. Maybe. Because your skin's, like, torn up a little bit, and then, like, whatever this weird virus is gets in there. and You can burn those off just with uh, apple cider vinegar. You think so? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that kills everything. Maybe. I mean, They're it takes in a there while deep. still. Yeah. You Are know, they you hurting? You just got to, like, bandage them up. They... 
They have hurt on and on and off. Yeah, some days it's like really bad. Some days I don't even want to walk anyplace. Yeah. And then other days it's like fine. But now it's like ever since I started putting that medication on them, it's like when they hurt, I'm like, yeah, fuck you. It's like I could take satisfaction Uh in the hurt, you know? So I feel like hopefully it's doing something good. This is not something people want to hear about. No, it is. This is exactly what our audience is here for. And uh, don't forget to like and subscribe and tell your friends about foot wart talk. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to pivot from this and just become an entirely foot disease-centered podcast. When I was a kid, gotta uh, have a niche. Like in middle school, I used to call, like on TV, right? They'd have those infomercials, and they'd be like, on. I had one on like infected toenails or something, and I didn't have infected toenails, but there was this infomercial you could call, and then they would send you a VHS tape talking about the medicine that you could get to. And I would just collect these like free VHS tapes of like <laughs> problems, but yeah, I had a foot foot video. Nice. Yeah, take free fetish, stuff. But a fetish for videos about. I just like getting free disease. stuff. I just thought it was funny that I could just call this number and they'd send me a weird video. I have some Scientology DVDs for the same reason. Cause okay. Yeah, I saw like a oh, poster somewhere. Oh, you're in the somewhere. system now, though, buddy. Probably. Yeah. Hey. They know about your Thetans. That's how I'm going to make it in comedy. Going to take that Scientology path right to the top. If they showed you, like, some real shit. I don't know what they say, but, like, if they, like,. We're like, here's the real shit. Just like, look, all right, no, you got to sign up. Would you? What? What? What do you mean, like the real shit? I don't know. Like, what if they're right? What if? What if they're right? The Scientologists. Yeah. If they could, like, or even if they're not right, what if they were like, we'll take you to the next level, but you got to become a Scientologist. Like, we will take you to the next level. I guess it would it would be like what are, what are you really asking from me like because right. like like what do you if think I just Tom Cruise has if I do? just have to like tell them like sure I'm a Scientologist and they're like here's a million dollars and never have to mention it again fuck yeah you know but if they're like you got to go on tour for us you got to bring it up every time you're like on press or something that's a whole different thing so it's like what are you really asking is my question hmm. yeah yeah you got to be a shill for Scientology. Probably not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, doesn't sound worth it. I mean, it. I would do it just to meet Tom Cruise, honestly. Yeah. He's a legend. Top Gun, Days of Thunder, an officer and a gentleman. Tropic Thunder. Mission Impossible. Those are movies. Home He's sex in. tapes. Yeah. He has a sex tape? I wish. I mean, undoubtedly he does, but... Uh, I don't know. He's pretty squeaky clean. Yeah, I mean, undoubtedly, like, they 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 don't get out, but... He's got cameras in his house. He sure. watches them. Speaking of sex tapes, uh, did you see the Hunter Biden thing where he's like, there's like video of him fucking little girls and measuring crack out? Yeah, isn't that like from like a year ago now? I think these new, vi- the things I saw, I think are like new releases from Russia or something. Mm. I haven't heard about the new I heard stuff. he fucked his brother's wife, yeah. but I mean, who hasn't? true yeah no i don't know i saw the videos like a year ago where he was just like in the isolation tanks like hitting white claws and stuff and i was like i don't see why people are so upset really but if if he's fucking young girls this is just on twitter or something like where's where's this video circulating like twitter or tiktok or something i mean how young are we talking yeah 
10, 11. All right, that's too young. And this video is just like circulating. Like, I mean, there's Elon's a video of him really... laying on a couch, and there's all these like tweens like sitting on him, basically. And then. I, How do we know the tweens aren't attacking him? I don't know. He was just fucking them in self-defense. It could also be completely AI-generated. Who knows? Who knows what's real? Man, how crazy would it be, though, to have your dad be president? I mean, that'd be fucked up, you know? Like, I'd, like, I don't know. I would it's got to like, fuck up any person's psyche. Give me psyche. money, and I'm going to disappear. That sounds like a kid's movie from the 90s, where it's it, like your dad is president. Yeah. And it'd be called something like First Kid. I think they made that. I was about to say that sounds yeah, too that sounds, real. that sounds too on the nose. Yeah, and you end up like diffusing an international incident that you kind of created. Wasn't it crazy how Chris Rock had that whole movie that's like, what if a black guy became president like two years before Obama came elected or something? Like, you guys yeah, remember it, that movie? It came half true. Man of State. I don't remember that movie at all. Yeah, Head of State. I think is what it is called. I, I I saw it in theaters when I was a kid. Huh. It was yeah, and then. The whole premise was like, what if Chris Rock was president? He really set the stage for Obama. I think so. Like, I don't think Obama could have been elected unless Chris Rock made that movie. Probably. Uh, did Will Smith play Putin in that movie? I can't say I remember no, much of the details. Not. Probably not. We'd have heard about that. That's true. How was that show in Pasco? Oh, it was great. Uh, Pasco smells like manure. Okay. Turns out. Um, there were seven entire pre-sales for the show. Yeah, right. Nice. That's it's big money. Big but then time, about, baby. About you, 40, you were featuring. I was featuring for who? Uh, Harry Riley. Unfamiliar. He's a uh, Spokane comic. Okay. Black guy did a lot of black guy yelling. Oh yeah, was, yeah, 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 yeah. No, okay. he's he's been at club comedy. Yeah, he's yeah. actually at club comedy next weekend. He's funny as hell. Super funny. A lot of uh lurid and comical descriptions of sex acts yes yeah which chef's kiss how they like that in pasco great oh they they they, they were laughing at everything nice well go, you know go, going out to a town like pasco like there's nothing to do right so they're just happy that like someone is there to entertain them as opposed to like seattle crowds are like hmm entertain me slave uh so how many people in the audience? Probably about 40. Oh, that's great. Yeah, no, a ton yeah. of people ended up showing up, and uh, all my jokes hit, and Harry did great. Uh, it was like 7.20. The show was supposed to start at 7, 7.20, and uh, Harry hadn't showed up yet. Uh-oh. And me and the host, we were sweating. BPT. And it's like, fuck, where is he? Uh and, you know, it's like, okay, well, we got to start. And he gets on stage and he starts doing his host thing. And I Wait, like... who's hosting? Some guy. Oh, okay. He showed up in uh, cargo shorts and Birkenstocks. Nice. So, profesh well, all the way. What was on the shirt? Uh, I believe it was a beer company. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. A free t-shirt. And then, you'll love this, uh, he sat on the stool. Of course. I yeah. Mean, obviously. Course. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I think it would be... He was a super nice guy. Just, yeah. you know... Oh, yeah. Pet peeves. Uh, I think it would be funny to have a prank stool to where, like, it's you could put your phone, you could put a drink, whatever, but if you put more than 50 pounds on it, it's going to collapse. Mm. And just, like, anytime someone tried to sit on the stool, it just, like, f- they fell on their ass. Do you guys think it's like a faux pas to sit on the stool? Is that not cool? It's It's not necessarily a faux pas. There's not technically anything wrong with it, but nothing tells me you're a new comedian than sitting on the stool. 
I mean, you see like Nate Jackson do, do it every time, you know? He, like he just lives on that thing. Him and Mark Maron. You know what I mean? Like, they got fat backs. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, it's not, it's not bad to do it, but it just, I, I, I've done it. When I first started, I've done it. But it just, it, ha- it's, it has this air of arrogance to it that is like undeserved, I think. For me, like when when I do it, it's like usually like when I'm doing a set that's like at the extent of what I'm able to do, you know, like when I was first doing my first 10 minute sets, you know, and I was like figuring it out, like it would help me not rush through my material. Like it helped me feel more at home on the stage versus like when I'm standing, I start like pacing and like hurrying myself, you know, and so Mm. like being on the stool helped me slow down, especially at first. Well, now you got those foot warts, so... (laughs) <laughs> got to take a load off That's every now of and again. Too. Yeah, I don't know. Again, I don't. It's just a pet peeve. I don't think that there's technically anything wrong with it. Um, it's not like leaving the microphone stand in front of you. Sure, you know what I mean. But it just nothing tells me you're a new comedian more than sitting on a stool. I like that prank stool idea, except when you sit on it, it should give you AIDS. <laughs> just a syringe on it. <laughs> just like magic. Yeah. Magic exists only for the purpose of giving people AIDS. I mean, it's curable now, so... Yeah, exactly. That's good. Glad to hear that. You get off the stool and get prep. So anyway, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, but no, Harry wasn't there. And we were like, shit, we got to start the show. The natives are getting restless. And I, like, walk out into the lobby of this hotel that the show is at. And uh, he's, like, walking out the door of the lobby. And I'm like, Harry... And he's like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, bro, we're starting the show. And he's like, yeah, I know. And I was like, hmm, okay. And then he showed up later and was like, oh, is this supposed to start at 8? And I'm like, nah, dog, 7. And he's like, huh. But, but I mean, th- he, he had time. He was there. Mm, I don't think he had time. So like, he went on at like maybe 7.55, like the host went, and then I got done. You did 20. I did like 20. Yeah. Yeah, and we started late anyway so he wouldn't have been there if he showed up at eight okay i would have had to stretch it out a little bit which i could have done your uh, set went well set went great yeah super great uh i've been able to like have really good sets in front of a lot of notable local headliners recently nice so you know it's a little feather in my cap yeah they're like oh it's the guy that works the door at club comedy and he can tell jokes sometimes where at? Where? Who are these local? Uh, who was it? Monica oh, and Love Kermit Monica. and Harry. Yeah. yeah, I had a good set in front of uh, Kermit recently. Oh, at the... The Shanghai. Oh, at Shanghai. That's right. That was a fun show. There was probably 25 people there, maybe. I might be grossly over-exaggerating, but somewhere in that range. And small, intimate, but I just hit him with all my filth. Just sure. all the dirty jokes, and they were eating it up. They loved it. Eating filth at the Shanghai Room, a proud it's tradition. It's a fun room. Like if that room was more full, if they arranged it a little bit differently and stuff, like it's a fun room. I like the sparkles. I like the mirror. I like the stage. When it's full, it's really good. Yeah, I did a. I did like my first out of town show Where this at? past Friday out in Snohomish. It's my first time, first show that wasn't Seattle or Tacoma. Was that Blake's? That was Blake's room. It was yeah. Andrew Rivers' headlining. Collector's Choice. 
Yeah, the collector's choice. I love yeah. that weird church in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah it makes you feel <laughs> that like was a, a real sinner. And a karate studio like right next door. It How was, was it? I did it once, and I ate a huge dick. It was good. It was sold out show. Um, oh, so wow. it was okay. yeah, full audience. And after the show, this like local guy from the audience, he's like, I'm I, as I'm going into the bathroom, he's coming out. He's like, wait. I want to talk to you after you come out. And I'm like, okay. And I, I It's going to be a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I come back out and I, I talk to the guy and he's like, man, I got to show you what I got going on. And he pulls out his phone and he starts like playing this drone video. And he's like, so I just bought this farm and I'm going to build an amphitheater here and we're going to start doing comedy shows. So I'm going to reach out to you. Can I get your contact info? We're going to get 4,000 people out here for a comedy show in this field. I'm like, yeah, man, let's do it. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure, right? Yeah. Dude, he is going to chop you up and bury you in that field. You think so? Oh, yeah. All right. I'm down. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's an adventure. It's not an amphitheater. It's an altar to Molech. Yeah, it looked like a cool space, man. If if he has the money, go for it. Uh, well, that's cool. That's a good impression, I guess. I guess so, yeah. I did it, my set there, and apparently my zipper was down, and some drunk lady in the front started talking to me about it, and it just derailed. Like I, the whole, It just turned into a conversation with a drunk lady. Like I tried to go back into material, and they were like not having it. and then Talk about your fly being down yeah, more. Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, once you have a conversation with a drunk lady, how are you going to go on from that? It's You can't, really. I mean, you can, but... Yeah, yeah. nothing that there was. It was you need to talk to a drunker lady. Yeah, it was it was a weird night. Shout out Blake. Shout out Blake. You guys already did it. I don't need to shout him out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, you did the hop vine recently. Did the, I hosted the hop vine last night. One of the uh, rotating cast of hosts for Mister Barunji. Yeah, he's going to be just booking that. I hit him up. Yeah, I was like. I want in. And he was like, I'll hit you with some dates. Sweet. Yeah, the uh, the management really likes me there. Okay. Because I go to their open mic and do well. Oh, yeah. And you, don't, I think, you don't bum everyone out. Yeah, exactly. And I don't talk about like, uh, like rape and murder and yeah. incest. Just the normal stuff. Just like the normal hit, stuff. Hitting people in the balls and uh, lotion. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's uh that's kids play. Yeah. Compared to the rape murder incest combo. Man, they they almost shut that down comedy for for good at that mic because of because of who? A few bad jokes. Name names. I'm not going to name names. Gonna I don't name need names. to name names. Everyone knows who Everyone knows would know. who they are. Yeah. They're still doing those jokes. <laughs> no, uh not all of them. Some of them. Eh, <laughs> I don't know. They end up like People will like only write jokes to pander to comedians because that's the only audience they ever have. That's a bad habit to get into. Really bad habit. They don't have an idea of like, oh, there's an audience beyond this that I'm trying to reach. And uh, maybe there's not. You know, for some people, it is just like, oh, it's this social thing. I only want to talk to people who are as like crazy and degenerate as I am. And they're absorbing content from like successful comedians who are kind of doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So they erroneously like have this idea. It's like, oh, I can get to the top just doing kind of shock material. And yeah, that not as easy as it looks. The people who are good looks. at it 
are far and few between. Well, and the, 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 the scene is already so saturated yeah. with shock material. The same way we're kind of like anti-woke, we're also kind of anti-shock in terms of like an era of comedy that we're entering. And it's like, all right, actually write jokes, please. Yeah, you're right, though. That a lot of people come into it for all sorts of different reasons. It's like interesting seeing some of the guys that have been in it for like a long time and like, like just like are kind of just doing the mics and like happy seem to be totally happy just kind of like doing that like is the way that they participate with comedy you know i don't know if they're happy (laughs) maybe not. i don't don't know if they're happy about that there's i mean there seem to be some people who at least like the way they they display it just seem to be getting what they want out of it you know oh sure Yeah. yeah well i mean doors open for some people you know what i mean just this is how it goes i think that's any scene at all it's just any niche group of people some people just get like all the opportunities for some reason yeah comedy's very political man that's something that i didn't really see coming when i first got into it. i didn't realize like how much of it is like networking and like people who know people yeah. and like so oh, you much thought it was going to be a meritocracy i mean how to some degree to, to some degree it is more than like other things like it like magic you know doing magic is very independent you know and like there's more like of a like ladder Jonathan? Yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah, totally. You should start doing magic in your stand-up somehow. No. It's, it's you can't just, serve two yeah. masters. Not not the time, yeah. I, You know, I love magic, but it's just not where I'm at right now. Okay. What was your best trick? Uh, I, I do a killer rubber band routine where I make a rubber band go through all my fingers. Okay. Um, that's probably, like, my signature routine. I've taken a bunch of different, like, independent tricks and turned them into a cohesive like five minute routine that that is pretty good what's pretty the good. height of of your magicing career i did a bunch of i mean i i so i used to like when i was really into magic i would just do magic for anyone you know like and street magic close up. sometimes street magic close-up magic almost exclusively i did a little bit of stage magic but almost all close-up magic um and so like i used to work these casino parties these casino theme parties that was fake money so I could do magic tricks and stuff at the tables. Nobody was worried that I was like, you know, using it to rip them off or anything. And through those, I got to do magic for like some pretty, I mean, I, I've done magic for some famous people. Like I've done magic for Mark Marin. Mm. Um, really? Yeah, in I did. In what capacity? Like, uh, I was going to see one of his shows and I was waiting in line and he came out before the show and started talking to people and I was practicing my coin tricks. I'm like, you want to see a magic trick? And he's like, yeah. And I did a little coin routine for him. And uh, what was his reaction? He was like, he was really positive about it. He's like, oh, cool, man, keep it up. And I, and I was like, one day I'll see you on the podcast. And he was like, it's really hard to do magic on the radio. Yeah. And that was that was our interaction. Yeah, that's, a great, that's a great line. Yeah, yeah it was good. Um, and I did magic for Dan Harmon. Okay. Um, he had a movie premiere. Jane Lynch. Did yeah. magic for her at, a, at one of those casino parties. She was like the VIP guest and what got to sit saying? down. She was also like super nice and super supportive. Like every everyone who I are ever they did. into it or are they like yeah good job. You know, in retrospect, it's so hard to tell. <laughs> 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 at the time, you know, it's like oh I, mean, I killed if you it. Ask someone if they want to see a magic trick. No one is going to say nah. People do really. Oh yeah, for sure. Like a big part of it is definitely like when you're doing bouncing around to tables and stuff like you'll definitely go to tables and is it because they it's they like get, they got better stuff going on yeah and and a lot of the time also like people have an impression of magic like 
of it like not being good first of all like people don't ex- don't like magic a just lot of like time. comedy yeah so like um a lot of the time if they're just asked do you want to see a magic trick people will say no really? so yeah like wh- when I would you never were, say no when you're doing it a lot of the time like having some sort of um like entry almost like your first joke in comedy like having some sort of trick that catches their eye before you go talk to them like something like that a lot of the time kind of gets to like fire yeah some i mean it might be fire it might just be like you know you you're playing with a card or making a card or a coin up here like and then when somebody like you can't you notice somebody's watching you know that's the person you might go talk to or sometimes you'll have opening lines that just aren't like asking them a question but just being like um how much do you love gambit I used to love Gambit quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Jay's a big Gambit head. Gambit's cool. I mean, Nightcrawler's my X-Men. Same. But, well, yeah, Wolverine and Nightcrawler. But, you, ever, yeah. you guys ever play that X-Men Legends game? Yeah, it's great. Dude, fucking love Super that game. Super fun game. Yeah, one of the best. Uh, have you seen the videos of people doing magic for animals? Yeah, I love that Freak stuff. Freak out. Yeah. I like doing that for, like, sometimes I'll do it with a dog, you know? You yeah. can do some tricks with their treats, and they, they'll fall for it depends how smelly the treat is mm. yeah. oh yeah i guess they can kind of see yeah. they, they're pretty good at it yeah sometimes yeah magic's fun shit man i i met your best trick was what would blow what's what's your your skull crusher my skull crusher i my skull crusher would be a uh a muscle pass is is what it's called it was um the way i'd break it basically the effect is that i make a coin defy gravity and go from my lower hand to my upper hand um, you're like could you do that on a round earth don't think so. <laughs> exactly this coin is the earth <laughs> um but yeah to do that I, I mean the magicians listening are gonna be pissed that i broke the code for this but to do that trick i had to develop a callus on my finger because you kind of squeeze the coin and it's a big big ass coin that you use to do this typically because it looks better the bigger the coin is um so you get like a big silver dollar and you have to squeeze it in your hand and that pressure pops it up and when you do it right it just looks like a ufo mm-hmm. ra- raising up it's really a great magic trick but it you're took just flipping a coin basically kind of yeah uh, wait, but you're doing it you're doing it from your palm and so it took months of like developing this callus on the inside of my thumb and just practicing this until it was like bleeding and then waiting for it to like heal again and then do, like doing it again. Like that was like if there was one thing that I How, spent. Did you figure this out or did you see it somewhere? Uh, I don't remember where I first learned it. It's a it's a it's a classic of magic. Like okay. a lot of people who do close up magic um, who take it really seriously will at some point learn this trick. But it was that was definitely like when I was peacocking to other magicians, that was the thing I could pull out that, okay. that would like they'd be like, Oh, he can do the fucking muscle pass. I mean you're really doing it. You're, yeah, yeah, I mean it's, it's really, but you're tricking the person into thinking that something well, magical it, is it going on. It looks really magical. Right, when you right. do it right, it really like it's a great illusion. Like it really looks it's like not, it's, it's levitating. It's not even an illusion. I mean it it's you know yeah i mean to some a lot of people think you have like a magnet in your hand like that's that's what you always get when you do that trick bloody callus (laughs) yeah exactly do you still have the callus there at all uh i mean i could probably still do it with if i had like a poker chip i could probably still do it because those are lighter i don't know if i could still do it with like a silver dollar because it's so heavy that like i haven't done it that much fake silver dollars to where it looked like it was made out of plastic or something yeah but a lot of the time those are so light Uh, that i mean 
it, it's kind flying. of yeah they go flying um and like they'll catch the wind easier and that sort oh, of thing yeah. which you don't want and so but like you know i be doing the casino parties like poker chips i'd use those a lot to do it um but i always for years and years multiple? uh not at once i mean they can only you can only fit one in your hand yeah. um but i had a whole routine where i'd i'd you know walk it up my uh knuckles you know, and I sure. I do I call that walking up the stairs, and then I'd do it backwards, and I say walking down the stair, or you like oh elevator. I forgot my luggage. Yeah, well, and then I build up to the escalator. I do both hands, and I alternate between the hands, and then I'd say so. What's better than escalator? And they say an elevator, and I drop it down, and I get I usually got a laugh at that point yeah. where I'm like the elevator, and then like but the upward elevator, and that was like that and was my like, oh, yeah that oh. was usually my closer back in the magic days. Did you ever bomb with it where you like fumbled the? Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Magic is a lot of messing up for sure, but in front of people up close, be like check this, and you're like ah fuck. Yeah, it happened all the time. But when I was doing it, like you know, really, just like comedy, you know, if you're doing it all the time and you're being consistent about it, like you start getting pretty good at it, you know, and you mess up a lot less than you did when you were doing it less frequently. Yeah, man, can't wait to find out what that's like. (laughs) <laughs> i think you should close with a magic trick i don't know i just like magic so i'm always down to see magic and i think that it it fits into stand-up comedy but whatever do your own thing but i just you could if you ever want to practice magic if you ever just like want to like a willing person to watch i will watch a magic trick yeah, I, I mean, watch up to five minutes of magic. I I pull it out at like bars and stuff, you know. At this point, like if I'm drunk and like I, somebody it comes up, usually in conversation, like I'll show some magic. How tricks. does it just come up? I've never been in a conversation where it just comes up. Uh, you never know. I was one of the more recent times that it came up was where it was last summer. We were doing the. Oh, well, I was in the audience of a parlor tricks comedy show at the top of the rooftop they did that rooftop show uh-huh. and richie armani was on stage he was doing a bit making fun of magicians and talking about how nobody would ever date somebody if they did a magic trick on their first date and i was there with my girlfriend and he called her out to do the crowd work and was like how long have you guys been together we're like you know five years at that point or whatever and um he's like would you have been together with him this long if he did a magic trick on the first date and she's like he actually did you know, and like, you know, it kind of ruined his bit, but it got a good reaction at the time. And then like all the rest of that night, people were coming up to me and being like, do you really know magic? And so like that was one of the more recent times where I was just doing magic that whole night. People were running around and finding decks of cards for me to like yeah. do stuff. It can be it can be a fun thing. Like every once in a while, it just comes up and it kind of like becomes what I do that more. night. You get booked a lot more if you integrated the magic. But I can see that you feel like that would like disgrace comedy. Yeah, it's just not where I'm at right now. Yeah, yeah. like creatively, like th- like I was so intimidated by comedy when I was just doing magic because it was like to me, like comedy was like doing a whole magic show without any magic tricks, Basically. you know, and like that was the challenge is like being able to do that. You can hide behind the magic, and so yeah, and so just like, like if you're playing music, you hide behind the instruments. Exactly. So it was like learning to do comedy was like learning to take away that you know set of training wheels or whatever yeah and so it's like maybe at some point i'll find a way where it feels like it fits the maybe at some point if i have a bit about what doing magic or something there will be a quick one i want to throw in but at this point it's just like i'm having fun without the training wheels you know yeah whatever works (laughs) 
I went on a <clears throat> tour bus tour in uh, Germany, and the driver tour guide guy was like he went to the German school of magic and he was like are you familiar with it at all not particularly well it seemed like a big deal or something i don't know but he was like really good at close-up magic so he's doing all this close-up magic on the tour bus and like showing people doing stuff like that and then at the end of it he has like a dvd for sale and uh maybe a book but i bought the dvd it was kind of expensive and i watched it a bunch because i wanted to get down like a couple tricks to show my nephew yeah and uh i didn't learn any of them i just didn't get it i need i need an in like for me to learn stuff i need to i need a person in real life that's what it took for me i would never have gotten into it on my own but i had a couple of particular friends who taught me pretty much everything that like and once, once, just like with any other community, once you're into it, you start meeting more people that expose you to different like stuff. Yeah. But I had two friends in particular that like really got me turned on to it. Showed me the first stuff that like I built everything else up on. So, yeah, I never would have done it if it was just like YouTube videos or whatever. It's really helpful to have somebody show you in person. Yeah, I wish there was more street magicians just out there like looking for willing participants. Yeah, there's a few out here in Seattle. You know, I'm friends with a handful of the magicians in the scene here. It's definitely, like, still an active community. There's a few buskers around and a few corporate magicians and people who do parties and stuff. You ever go to the Magic Castle? No, I haven't been. I haven't been down to L.A., but if I do, I'm going to go for sure. Like, it's on my L.A. bucket list for sure. And I I know a few people who could probably get me in. So it's probably going to happen one day. Seems really cool. Sick. <laughs> I used to be really into uh, Magic the Gathering. Nice. So I'd tell people I was into Magic, and then they'd be disappointed when I took out that deck of cards. I got the opposite reaction all yeah. the time. Like, yeah. oh, you're into Magic? What what deck do you have? Like, and then you like Bicycle. You fly yeah. a deck of cards out of your pocket. Yeah. And they're like, oh. Yeah. It's a white and red deck. In my head, I have this universe. I don't know how to bring it into real life, but I have this universe I like to play around with where clowns are real. Like they look like a clown genetically looks the way a clown looks. Right. And that's like a culture. That's like a type of other human. But they can do simple magic tricks and they're real magic tricks. And then just like, but they're denigrated in society and like uh, kind of second class citizens. And it's about like crime clowns that are using very simple magic tricks to do things. You know what I mean? Like pull a bunch of handkerchiefs out of their pocket to like tie someone up or like just whatever, you know? Shout out the new show Miss Davis if you haven't watched that. What is that? It's uh it's a new Peacock show and it's this kind of like futuristic sci-fi show that's got like all these magician bandits kind of like outlaws that mm. use like magic tricks to like well, commit crime and shit. NBC um, you just got yourself a new new member. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty and like there's all sorts of weird stuff. Like there's a uh, the main character is like this badass ass kicking nun who like falls in love with Jesus Christ and like it it gets out there. Yeah, it's it's worth watching. It's pretty weird. I've always 
I, I think like one time I heard, and I don't think it's true at all, but somebody once told me that there was like a rivalry between magicians and clowns, and even, which like doesn't even make sense because clowns do magic. But I would I, watch a, a fight of that. Yeah, I've always thought it would make like a great like series of movies, like the Underworld movies. Yeah, oh, but like yeah. magicians versus yeah. clowns, like this underbelly rivalry. I cannot wait until like I feel like we're looking at. When we look at chat GPT and Dolly and all these AI generative things, like we're seeing the Pong version of this, right? Oh, yeah. And so in like five, ten years when I can just tight, like say to my brain chip that I want a movie where clowns and magicians are rivals and like they're fighting and like set it, you know, just give it parameters and it gives me like just builds the movie, builds the movie. Like I cannot wait. Uh, I'm terrified of that, but I also cannot wait for that. It's getting close. I've been seeing all those like viral images of like different movies, like in the style of Wes Anderson and stuff. You sure. guys been seeing those? I've, I've seen a little bit. Yeah. They're, they're making like all, yeah. Recreations of just all sorts of old movies, but in the style of different directors, it's, it's going to be, it's possibly going to be so insane. Yeah. To where stand-up comedy probably will be completely... I feel like stand-up comedy is going the way of vaudeville as VR, as AI takes over. Those are That's the new talkies to this vaudeville. You know what I mean? You think so? I don't know. I just... I have no idea. But know. if you I, could if you could just have anything you want, why would you leave? You know what I mean? I think, I think like, as all the AI and stuff takes off, like people are going to more value like the things that br- make them feel human. And I think stand up's like one so. of those things. You don't think so? Opposite way and just lean into turning into cyborgs. Yeah. I still Flesh think there'll be a market for it. You know, it'll be like the, the thing you do on the weekend, you know, you're like, I got to unplug. No, you guys don't I think, think so? it'll, it'll it'll be two two separate societies. It's yeah. probably too optimistic. There's because it'll it'll get to a point where like the simulation in your brain and on the computer will be as good as real life. It'll be indistinguishable. Yeah, like the Matrix. And then there will be people who are like, oh well, no, I'm never doing that. So I'm just going to go live in the caves. I don't know. And there'll man. still be stand up comedy there. The metaverse is not looking so hot so far oh well no it sucks now yeah but like right, we're seeing the pong version that's what I'm it saying. has to like, it, it won't be real until it's like generating inside your brain yeah would you guys do the uh elon musk brain chip they're taking human trials now I, we we were talking about that uh i think i'd I, wait until generation four or five for sure but yeah i think i'd do it why would you do it i'm on the fence i feel like if i don't do it i become invisible and no longer exists. Yeah, like once you have it, you're basically superhuman. Yeah, like I I guess. You know how like if you have a calculator, you you can do math better than you can just in your brain. If you have this chip, you have all data. But what's the... What's the dark dystopian side of this? Is because you know your oh, paywalls and advertising directly into your frontal cortex, and them taking your literal thoughts and just like putting commercials yeah. directly into your head, and yeah, and deciding what Absolutely. information you have access to. You know, yeah. that's a part of it. Well, I mean, they're already they're already doing that as best as they can. It's just going to be. You know, a f- more refined iteration of that. Well, so like it's you guys, like, ever you're going to be like 55 when this eh, hits. You know, I'll still be in pretty good shape. Okay. You guys ever see that Black Mirror episode where like the ar- the soldiers are fighting all the monsters or whatever, and at the end it like turns out it's just like 
the chip in their brain or maybe they have glasses on or something that, that like it's just humans but like the chip makes them look like monsters oh, so yeah. they'll go kill them and they won't like feel bad about it like yeah that's kind of shit's probably coming around the corner i mean you could just you're just gonna be able to block homeless people out you know what i mean like just they'd look much better as a very smelly shrub I and mean, it'll be like that black mirror because like you don't want to physically not be able to see them because then they could just beat the shit out of you because they're invisible or whatever. But, like, they'll be just, like, a gray pixelated thing where, like, you don't even really see it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't want the chip if that's what it's like. I don't know. That sounds And then there's going to be all sorts of, like, upgrades you can buy. Like, and so the rich people have access to the supreme chip technology and we'll sure. get plebeian chip technology. Where it's like a subscription for your brain, you have to pay like forty, fifty dollars a month to like make sure you have access to your own memories. Eh, I, I mean, don't need those. <laughs> Google Glass didn't really catch on. Like that was pretty Again, close. The Pong version, like is it's got a, it's got a. I tried that on. It was it was pretty impressive. I was surprised it didn't. It wasn't more popular. Honestly, I tried them once and it was like, this well, looks like it, it's in my it, vision. It others, you too much like people can tell yeah and they hate you because it's like oh your fancy heads up display you're taking my picture you're reading my vitals fuck you the fuck out it's got to be in our brain do you guys uh like I, I remember like smartphones used to be stigmatized people would be like oh your smartphone that's so gay Bluetooth yeah. for sure. Yeah, Bluetooth. Bluetooth. I mean, Bluetooth was like you are such a dork if yeah. you had a Bluetooth. Now everyone's Bluetooth got Blackberry them. combo. Yeah, yeah, that was nerd alert city. But yeah, now that technology's just so ubiquitous, uh, you don't even think about it. And that's where it is. Like those other technologies you mentioned, they never got widespread enough to like really catch on. But they'll 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 hit something that's like a watershed moment in technology where everyone's like, oh, I need this. Like, it's so good that not having it means not participating in society. Right. Which is basically what a smartphone is now. If you right. don't have it, you can't participate in society. Not easily. Not as well. Yeah. So, I, for one, welcome our robot overlords. Well, that's the other part, too, is, like, can they hijack your brain and just be like the police come up and just take control of your brain chip and just like make you sit on the ground, just like subdue. And you're just like, you know, frozen. Oh, up. Definitely. If you got the chip, that's part of it for yeah, sure. The police can just like, they can shut down you. the smart cars. They can shut down the smart people. Yeah. Yeah. Not so smart now. Guess not. You guys ever wonder like if you do have a chip in your brain, where it is in your head? No. No, just me. <laughs> I mean, it'd probably be on the side. You think the side? Yeah. Interesting. Have you ever read Sirens of Titan? No. You should. All right. But there's a whole part of it where all these people have antennas in their head, and they're being controlled. I think it's like right here behind my ear, if I have one. Yeah. Well, you're hearing I don't aid. know if I do, but yeah. I mean, you that's ever... that's a technology that they already have where a hearing aid goes directly into your brain. You ever see those videos where people claim they have alien implants and then they remove, like, strange things from them and, like, they're emitting some sort of, like, EMP signal or some sort of pulse or something? Shit's crazy. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot we don't know. (sighs) Aliens coming to Earth, real or fake? I really want it to be real. I I love the idea of, like, the UFOs being aliens, you know? Everyone's all talking about those UFOs out there. I'd love it. That would be... You ever see a UFO? No, 
not really. I mean, I've seen a lot of things that were unidentified to me at the time. Sure. But in retrospect, I don't none that are worth repeating. Yeah, have you? No. My mom <laughs> swears she saw a UFO. I mean, Bigfoot and UFO go together. Yeah, yeah, she is on board. She has firsthand accounts of it all. It's amazing. I've seen one. UFO? Yeah. Yeah? It was, uh... Couldn't have been anything else. Oh, well. What? Ha- wait, what? How have we not talked about this? We've talked about this. Oh, have we? Okay. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I was like 13... And I was standing on the threshold of my garage looking out like over the houses and trees. And I saw a triangle of lights going over the tree line side to side like no human craft can go. So not like a drone? Not like a drone. drone. It sounds like a drone, but this was like uh, 96. Mm-hmm. So drones weren't really around in that capacity. Okay. It was going side to side, and then it was also rotating on its own axis. Hmm. And I was kind of looking at it, and it like it noticed me looking at it, and then it started to kind of like descend towards me. And at that moment, my cousin hit the garage door close button, and this was before like garage door lasers, so I had to like jump in to get out of the way of the door crushing me, and that was it. Wow, yeah, it's pretty cool. I was excited. Yeah, I bet. I was like, wow, finally gonna get to try anal. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, uh, I don't really think too much about it. But no, I think aliens are real. Do you think sure. that that's what the UFOs are? Or do you guys like lean towards like aliens or like future travelers, interdimensional travelers? Like you guys have a favorite theory? I go with... Do you think inter- it's Project Bluebeam? Possibly. Possibly Bluebeam. That is the most likely, I think. Yeah, you think but, it's a false flag? Yeah. But also, I don't know. I want it to be extraterrestrials, but I think more likely it would be interdimensional, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, maybe time travelers, may, probably unlikely, interdimensional, or I mean, if it's a nuts and bolts spaceship, you know what I mean? Like, how are they getting through space like that? You know what I mean? Like, well, if 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 they're doing that, and it's already been kind of established that they have technology far beyond our comprehension. Well, sure, and propulsion systems that like don't rely on internal combustion that well, are yes. able to kind of like gravity wells and sure exactly like move through space and time in ways that we can't really even understand yeah yeah i don't know maybe they have some sort of warp drive where they fold space i don't know but uh like it's an omelet i was real excited when uh the blink 182 guy Oh, I like, wish he would was talk like, more. I wish he, he was on more podcasts. Yeah. I listen to the guy talk all day. When he was like doing the media rounds, he's like, "We're gonna, we're gonna say it all. We're gonna come out with everything." And, and then, I haven't heard shit since. Yeah, he did a bunch of fundraising, and then nothing. So yeah, they, got, didn't, they didn't even play Dude Ranch. I think people probably told him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I saw Blink One Eighty Two when he wasn't in the band because he was on the UFO thing, and it was not the same. Yeah. I saw Blink One Eighty Two at. 99 Lollapalooza and uh, they asked they were like alright we're not gonna play anymore until all the girls show us their tits 
And Did that, it work? Yeah. Nice. That, the 90s, huh? Yeah. I bet yeah. a lot of those girls were underage. For sure. Yeah. It's probably part of their plan the whole time. The pedophile elite of pop punk. Yeah, well, that kind of stuff happens in music festivals. I don't know, music festivals are also, like, corporate now, you know? They used to be, like, sure. I feel like when I was a kid, music festivals were, like, a lot more, like, community-driven. Is that just my, like, nostalgia glasses? You guys? No, ever, you're right. Yeah. Once they realized they could make huge profits off of them, it changed the yeah. vibe. They used to, like, get, like, local restaurants and shit to do, like, vendor booths. Now it's all just, like, you know, whatever oh, I don't remember concession that, stands. But... I don't know. I'm romanticizing it. I went to a lot of music festivals growing up. I did. Now they're all just like, I don't know. Well, they're probably a lot in Humboldt County. Yeah, all through California. My yeah. mom, my mom would travel Hank's to them, lentils. bring me along. What's that? One of the food vendors, Hank's Lentils. Oh. I'm just imagining what food vendors in Humboldt County would be like. Yeah, they uh, roast. My school would do this uh, pizza bread booth at Reggae on the River, which is the world's largest reggae music festival, and uh, we'd we'd get hired to go out when we were like kids. You know, we were like ten years old or something. We'd go out with our pizza bread into the crowds of people at this reggae festival. We were like around around four turning and 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 eat them and just be like, "Mmm, this pizza bread's so good." That booth over there, you know, and that they'd like give us oh, like you know what dude 10 bucks or something yeah the to, mouths of babes yeah and it worked man we drummed up a lot of business yeah man those guys were high as fuck all they wanted was pizza bread yeah it was good ass pizza bread like or tell me like sicilian like focaccia with a little bit of sauce a little bit of cheese or like yeah they had they had a few different styles that they do it you know they had like a pesto option they had mm-hmm. like a few different like but on a toppings nice, it's like on a nice focaccia yeah yeah all right it was high quality stuff it was really mm. good yep those are the good old days man yeah, you can't river. get pizza bread like that anymore the first time that i like smoked a bunch of weed as an adult i got all these like nostalgia trips back to when i was a kid like flashbacks to reggae on the river because yeah because i was like oh i was getting secondhand high like i've been in this state of mind before, and I just didn't realize till I started smoking as an adult. Yeah. Then you never went back. Not yet. Maybe Not one day. Yeah, you know. A few hours the other day. That was tough. <laughs> that was tough. <laughs> the rough few hours. <laughs> yeah. You got any shows coming up? I'm going to do the uh, the cozy comedy audition. Okay. Um, and then I just... I just... Uh, Got in touch with the what Joke Masters comedy. They just reached out. They're going to put me on something. Okay. Yeah. Um, Amanda's great. Yeah. And uh, what else am I doing? I'm doing Trenchers for the first time next week. Sure. So. That's Trenchers. A bloodbath. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. So I'm excited to finally start checking out more venues. Now that I have a car, I can get outside of Seattle. Oh, you got a car now. Yeah. So yeah. actually start getting booked on some of that stuff. You know, it's good. Sweet. Hell yeah. What about you guys? Got any good shows coming up? Uh, I'm at uh, TCC a bunch next month. Laughs, my show, club comedy, just the usual. No real. I don't have a lot of like show shows coming up. I'm going to San Francisco next month, and I'm going to hit up a ton of open mics while I'm there and hopefully make a good impression. Nice. That's yeah. cool. And on June 9th, I have no idea what this means. I don't know. I cannot explain 
how this got put in here, what it means at all. But on June 9th, I have Escape from Reality. I don't know what, how that got into my calendar or what that means. Wow. Are you going to take drugs with I, someone? I don't think so. It's, it's kind of... It's 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 it sounds been, like. It's been there for months. And uh, it's, it's kind of in an ominous date. I'm like, what does this mean? If you just disappear that day. June 9th. Yeah, that'll you'll go down the books. We'll be like, remember Jack? He escaped reality. On the 9th. Just like he planned it. I'm excited for this new spot TCC has got going on. I'm... I'm down. I think I'm hosting there. I'm hosting there. Yeah. Uh, next month. Yeah, they put me on. I have to do some rescheduling because they put me on the same night. Laughs put me on, so I gotta. Ooh. I gotta try to figure that Which out. Which are you gonna take? Probably laughs because I have a better relationship with them and it's more time. Um, Makes sense. And you don't I'm, have to drive to Tacoma for and it. I don't have to drive to Tacoma for it, but I'm gonna try and see. Do you guys know if they like do swaps ever? Like, if you line it up with another comic, yeah. If you just tell them what yeah. you want, they'll. Because I reached out to yeah, some I reached out to some other comics that were on different days that I could make. So hopefully, I'll get that switched. If you make it easy for them, they're pretty nice about it. Cool, good to know. Yeah, I just did that room for the first time last month, and it was it was nice. I like that Laps. room. No, uh, Tacoma. TC- yeah. yeah, TCC. Tacoma. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. I'm excited to check out their new room. It'll be yeah, cool. same. I want to check out this new room. It's gonna, I think it's going to pop. Yeah, you think so? I don't know. I mean, it's just going to be smaller. So, I'm. It's so interesting. Like Tacoma is such a small place. The fact that like TCC gets people in their audiences. I'm like, is there really demand for like another There's one? Like, like it's two now, three comedy clubs in Tacoma. Yeah, it's nuts. Like, is it just the college students? Like, who's down there? It's, it's people. You got all the suburbs around. Yeah, there. yeah. The whole metro area of Tacoma is huge. Yeah, well, the more you know. I'm glad it works. Glad they're expanding. Yeah, more for more for more to go around. You got anything coming up? Uh, gonna be jacking my dick with a thumb up my ass. Sick. On, What's the date on that? That's gonna be uh, June twelfth. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah. I'm, I'm after, featuring with after my thumb Jack up my ass. leaves reality. Yeah, then. exactly. So sorry, you'll have to miss it, Jack. I know. Maybe. I'll get to see it for eternity. I'm hoping to get like a professional video of it. So uh-huh. if I could actually hire your services for that day. You got to get a <sighs> ring light for your ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got Thing a friend light. who builds those butt cameras, actually. I can talk to him, get the butt the cameras. Real yeah. Like a camera on a dildo that goes up your butt? Kind of, yeah. Sick. Like a colonoscopy? Yeah. He's like a, you know, it's the saddest thing. He was like the funniest kid growing up. He was one of the guys that got me into comedy. We had like a little comedy group growing up and... Now he just builds butt cameras. I mean, that's pretty funny. It's very funny. He probably snickers. <laughs> He's like, that's <laughs> going in some guy's ass. He doesn't seem to think it's funny anymore, but I still think it's funny every time. It's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. All right. Like, subscribe, share. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Bye.